afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's February the 18th, 2021. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. I hope you guys are ready for another good one. Uh, as I set this up, I almost didn't turn on my microphone there. That would have been catastrophic. Although no more catastrophic than last week, which apparently lots of people found entertaining, so it was a net positive. <laughs> you just... <laughs> That's what I said. You got to keep that shit in. You know, I knew somebody would find it find it entertaining. You know, I what I did do for the RSS feed though is I did at the beginning. I recorded a little thing. I was like, "Hey, pro tip: since you guys aren't seeing video, none of this is going to play. So skip to twenty three minutes <laughs> if you want. Perfect. If you want to, if you want to avoid all this uh, this intro nonsense. Uh, yeah. Either way, um, welcome to the Not Take Off podcast. Yeah, I didn't no- notify on. Uh, Discord, nor did I put up the Patreon thing yet. I actually just hopped out of the shower. It was one of those days where I was sitting here, I looked at the clock, I just finished eating, and I ha- I was I felt so grimy, I was like, I gotta fucking do it. I gotta see if I can squeak this in. I can't sit here any longer in my own filth. I have to have a shower. And so, we're, uh, we're, we're juggling raw what we got here. Let's get on over to the other screen, and while Mr. Black answers the most qu- important question of the week, I will do those other two things. Mr. Black. Yeah. How was your week? Uh, better than last week. Um, we I finally got all three units fully rented. Um, leases are signed. One person already has the keys. The other two are getting them next Friday. Um, yeah, the um the flood that happened at one of the that at that property, the damage isn't as bad as we thought it was going to be so that's good um and i've just been uh i've been grinding i uh forcing myself every day to wake up at 5 a.m so you know there's that uh, which has been rough the last couple of days today was a lot easier but um yeah there's just not enough hours in the day for me to get everything i need to get done so i said you know what instead of sleeping you know seven eight hours a night we're gonna bring that down to about six um seven if i get um to bed early enough uh but yeah so you know and then of course yeah i had like the odd day where i sleep like nine hours before so you know, now i'm just i'm i want to operate between six six and a half hours and that way i have a couple extra hours of of uh of working uh time during the day um so yeah that's where i'm at that's uh that's about what I get when I take M. Like if I have to take M to work or pick her up in the morning, if I if I actually plan on staying up, because there are some days where I just can't sleep early enough in the night. I literally I lay in bed, shit ain't happening. I know my ass is out of bed at like you know quarter to six, six o'clock in the morning, and then I, I'll I'll so I'll say fuck it, and I'll literally just stay up the whole night and I'll sleep when we get home. I I pick her up from work or whatever, and then uh, but if I do sleep and I'm going to stay up for the day, it's usually around six hours of sleep. Six and a half, if I'm smoking it, if I get in bed and I'm actually tired, and I, I get my phone the fuck out of my face, and I fall asleep six and a half hours, um, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not felt like enough sleep for months. Yeah. It yeah. just never feels like enough. Like, there will be the odd day where where it's like, I don't know if I enter some sort of zen-level sleep in that six and a half, six hours, or whatever the fuck, and I'll feel fresh as a daisy, but most days, like I was, I was saying this to, I was saying this to mom when I when I went upstairs 
uh, earlier today. And, uh, I was like, I gotta, <coughs> I can't remember what sparked, sparked this, but obviously something did. I was like, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I don't remember, like my short term memory, fucking garbage, literal trash. If I don't make note of like anything that happens in a day that I need to like keep tabs on, I'm completely fucked. And if I'm sitting and I'm streaming, I'll get like into a sentence and all of a sudden I'm talking like Bill Shatner because I can't think of the words that I want to use mid-sentence. I'll be getting in to the sentence and I can't finish my thought without pausing. Words don't come easily. And it's all because I'm just, I'm getting like just below the amount of sleep I need for my brain to not be completely fucking stroked out all the time. Uh, I think like for me right now, I mean, it changes when you get older, like everything changes as you age, like how much sleep you need or like whatever your body wants. Uh, like I'm, uh, I think for me, my pocket is like seven and a half. If I go any further than, than seven and a half, it's the opposite effect. I'm lethargic. Like I, I, I'm tired through the day, even though I shouldn't be. If I get under six and a half, I'm fucked. I'm useless. I, well, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't say useless. I'm actually still like relatively functional, but I do have like brain farts all day where I'll just like, I'll find myself space out for like 15 seconds and then I'm back and then I'll space out for like 15 seconds, 20 minutes later and then I'm back. So how have you been finding your, uh, your new six hour uh, I mean, yesterday, uh, I almost passed out, uh, in the shower. So that was great. <laughs> so it's going well. I, I think it's because I just didn't drink enough water and stuff during the day. I was okay, like, yeah, just, that's also, I was just, yeah, I was just drained. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've been working like 14, 15 hours a day the last yeah, yeah. few days. And so I think like once I'm done with this triplex and I don't have to go there, mm. I'll be able to kind of like sit down and relax a little bit and like veg for an hour or something before bed. But yeah, now yeah. it's just like work, 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 bed, sleep, work, 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 work. So once I'm done that, I think it'll be better. But today I actually feel pretty good. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Today, today I don't feel bad. So Magic. ask me again tomorrow. I, I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I think I, 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 uh, I wish I could fall asleep fast. Like M just close oh, your eyes and oh, just I hit the pillow, bruh. I'm, I'm, I actually, Kale and I, it's hard for me to even watch shows in bed. Um, because I go, I like, I pass out quick. If I'm uh. like, if I'm semi tired, I'm done. It, in order for me to like, if it's say anything past 9 30 at night, 10, definitely 10, between 9 30 and 10, anything later, and I watch anything in bed, I'm out. Like, I'm out cold. But if we watch it in the media room or watching something in the living room, I won't fall asleep. Like, yeah, yeah. I could, I can stay up to 11, 12, 1. I'll be tired, but I won't like pass out. If I'm laying in bed, that's it. I'm, it's like my body knows I'm, I'm in the comfort zone and it's, I'm gone. I, 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 dude, I would pay so much money to be able to have that skill. M hits the pillow asleep in seconds. I hit the pillow. Most nights, if I'm doing real well, it's like 10 minutes is like a speed sleep for me. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I'm looking at like 20 minutes before I fall asleep. And so, like, it would be amazing because then I could go to bed. If I fell asleep quick, I'd go to bed, close my eyes, and I'd get like, I'd get seven hours. But instead, I go to bed because I'm not tired yet. I lay there, I lay there, I lay there, and then I'm only getting like five and a half, six hours of sleep, and I'm just fucking useless. So, yeah, I don't know. Either way, 
Godspeed with your new uh, your new sleeping schedule. It'll take you a while, but you'll adjust to it for sure. Yeah, I'll get be, there. You'll be okay. Especially if you're falling asleep in like five fucking seconds, you son of a bitch. It's not fair. Uh, my week uh, my week wasn't uh, wasn't too crazy. Uh, I just played a whole shitload of uh, of Genshin. Uh, Ems had uh, a whack of uh, morning had a, a whack of morning shifts, and then she just switched over. There she is there in her pajamas. Just switched over to night shifts. So. We had the uh, the great switching of the sleep schedules here uh, yesterday, yesterday, day before yesterday. I don't remember anymore. Days don't mean anything anyway. Um, and uh, and so I had a couple days where I woke up and I was fresh, so I just stayed up the whole time. So I was started my stream at like seven thirty in the morning, mm. and I finished my stream at like ten o'clock at night. It was like fourteen, fourteen and a half hour uh, streams back to back. Mm. And it, it's weird though. So like, if I started, if I start my stream that early, like the fourteen hours doesn't seem like very. It doesn't feel like anything. It's not. If I start yeah. my stream at like tw- even only twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Oh yeah. Six it's hours long. in. Get yeah. me out of there. I'm yeah. done. But if I start at like seven in the morning for whatever reason, I have like six more gears. Yeah. And then fourteen hours go by, and I'm like, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at now. <laughs> like I've been well, booting my stream up at six a.m. every day. Yeah. And noon comes, and I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm just getting started. Yes. And I've already been going for, like, fucking, you know, <laughs> six, six hours. hours or whatever. And I'm like, holy fuck, okay. All right, let's do Let's go. I'm uh, uh, like, yeah, so. I, I will say this. I have had to force myself to get up more because 14 hours, I, the first day I did it, I didn't, like, fucking leave my chair except for piss. And my ass on day Sounds two, like my yeah. ass on day two was not feeling it. So you need to get up and move. You're going to yeah. have, like, blood clots in your ass cheeks if you don't get your shit moving. So, yeah, the long days are good, but you can also forget that you've been sitting for eight straight hours, and you should probably, you know, move your legs. Not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I just played a, a whole bunch of uh, uh, of Genshin, stepped away from Warzone so that my blood pressure would drop a few points, uh, and, uh, and then been still battling with twitch to get them to help me sort my main account out but um twitch is a wonderful company that i've enjoyed working with for a decade and look forward to working with for another decade to come uh their support system is just this side of fucking useless (laughs) um all i need them to do is disable the 2fa on my main account so that I can re-enable it, because what happened was, I don't know if you even remember this, you probably don't even remember this, because, and, and I don't, I think a lot of other streamers probably don't even realize it anymore either, when they first put 2FA in place, they forced every streamer to have 2FA turned on, and they auto-generated Authy accounts as the 2FA, because Authy was their only option. Mm-hmm. And so, um, only about a year into that, my Authy codes just stopped working when I was logging in. So I was using the SMS codes instead, right? The SMS codes, I didn't even I didn't even think about the fact that it was still Authy sending them. I thought it was a separate system, like Twitch's own system sending out uh, codes, and then the, uh, the, the Authy app was on its own. So years go by, and I mean fucking years go by. And just recently, I, I, it dawned on me, I'd remember, because I made a new account for Critical Hit, that Twitch allows any authenticator you want to use now. Oh, okay. And so I was like, oh, fire. I, I, like, I can finally get 
Twitch on the authenticator that I use for literally fucking everything else. I don't need to have, like, multiple authenticators on my phone. Great. So I go in, um, uh, and I close out my Authy account because I didn't think that Authy was sending the SMS. I just thought that it was whatever. So I closed out my Authy account because I didn't want another authenticator app up if I wasn't using it. And then I go to change uh, my 2FA, and I find out that you require the 2FA access. Uh, even if you're logged in, it still wants your 2FA code to disable the 2FA on Twitch. Mm. And it's mm. the only thing that I can find on the back end that requires this. I could change my tax information. I could fucking do whatever I want to my account. They don't ask you for a password a second time. Nowhere, no 2FA. But if you want to disable your 2FA... Oh, well, now you need your 2FA. Uh, and what happened was, uh, Authy closed out the account, right? Because I requested it. So that account doesn't fucking exist. So now, I can't log in to my main Twitch account on my gaming PC. Thank fuck, I still have one browser logged in on my streaming PC and my phone. So I messaged Twitch, and at first, at first it was like two weeks of no answers. So then I used partner help instead. Partner help used to be, there was a group of people dedicated to, as you might imagine given the name, help partners. That doesn't really fucking exist anymore. What happens is you send a request ticket in, and you know what you do? What, you know what it does? It sends out a ticket to both the support email that everyone uses, and partner help. So they've combined partner help with just the regular ass fucking uh, support ticket system on Twitch. So par partner help doesn't fucking mean anything anymore. Probably unless you're like, I don't know, fucking uh, Dr. Lupo or some shit. Then you, then you get partner help now. So another five days go by or whatever, I get an email back. And we go back and forth and they eventually tell me, Authy has to do it. But if you go to Authy, Authy's own page says specifically, the only person that can do anything about that is Twitch. So they're passing the buck to somebody who can't even fucking do anything about it. So I messaged them back, and they were like, they were like, sorry, there's nothing more we can do about this. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean there's nothing more you can do? This is your website! Who else has account control but you? You literally own and operate this website. What are you talking about? You can't do anything. So you're, so you're, you're gonna tell me that since Authy, who already had in their documentation that nothing can be done on their end when you guys partnered, can't do anything, and you guys aren't gonna do anything, then I'm just gonna magically be locked out of my, like, decade-old fucking Twitch account that's been a partner for, like, seven or eight years? Are you serious? That's the best you can fucking do? For real? Haven't heard back from him since. It's been, uh... Another two or about three days now, I think? They're not very fast. So, we'll see how that whole saga plays out. Um, Godspeed. But, uh, yeah. I can, I can tell you one thing. <laughs> I love this website, Jeff. Let's talk about news! Ready to talk about Sphere Game News? Talk I'm about ready. Game news. All I'm right. ready. All right. Six days in Fallujah. Turns out, yeah, it was a bit of a fucking gong show. So we were kind of holding out hope that they actually had, like, some sort of, like, legitimate, uh, uh, you know, they're going to use the name and the soldiers and the soldiers' names and everything else because they're going to try and tell, like, a legit story. Fuck all that shit. Unfortunately, they, they did a massive interview, uh, and, uh, and just basically what came out of it was... Uh, in fact, they said they're not trying to make a political statement, which if you're going to name your game Six Days in Fallujah based on the Second Battle of Fallujah, including you playing as the soldiers who were there, the ones that you interviewed, and you're using their real names, 
and just using the story that they're telling you, that, well, that's a political statement. You can't possibly make a game like that and have it not be a political statement. And pretty much the whole interview, if you go and read it, and, and I, if, if anyone's, you know, interested in it, definitely go read this interview. Um, it's kind of nutty. It's very much nutty. It, I, I don't even know, um, I don't even know what they expected. Because the, the, the responses were, well, they didn't talk, they said, we can't include the, like, stuff like the white phosphorus attacks, because none of the, uh, none of the Marines we interviewed said they knew anything about that. And I was like, <laughs> when I read that sentence, I was like, wow, gee, what a shocker. What did you think that when you asked the Marines this, that they were going to all admit to fucking global war crime? Yeah, totally. We used white phosphorus. We fucked their shit up. We killed some civilians. It was great. Nobody's going to admit to do, committing war crimes to a guy making a fucking video game. What the hell did they expect the answer was going to be? So anyway, unfortunately, we were holding out some hope uh, for it to, uh, to not be just a, a bit of a gong show, but unfortunately it is uh, a bit of a gong show. Uh... So, the thing is, we talked about this last week as well, the Call of Duty has skirted around most of this, most of doing similar stuff like this, because Call of Duty is just fucking huge, and they can take a lot of liberties with historical events, and people just, they, they bitch about it, but it's Call of Duty, they're gonna fucking buy Call of Duty anyway. Six Days in Fallujah is not Call of Duty. They don't really, they're not gonna have the same fallback system, let's say, uh, that Call of Duty does. And not only that, Call of Duty takes way more artistic liberties with history. It is, like, blatantly obvious. This is like some- this isn't Tom Clancy's fucking The Division, where they're making all of this shit up. That's, like, so barely loosely based on real-world activities that it's completely separated. This is- they are making a game specifically about the battle, second battle of Fallujah, by interviewing and including playable as the Marines who were at Fallujah during these fights. This is not... These aren't equivalent things. And so to say not political statement and uh, and not to want to, you know, look at this as, as whitewashing, well, it's kind of what it is. Um, but it, I guess it is what it is. I don't think this game's going to sell more than five fucking copies. I think it's going to sell a couple of copies just because people are going to be like... You know, it got so much bad press that now I need to see what this game is about. And then it's going to die there. I think it's going to pretty much be it. And this dude will have put 15 years of his life into this project. For not a hell of a lot. But I am sad to see it. It would be good to have a game that if it was going to go that far. To be fully accurate. You know, if they're really, if if their goal really is to show the rigors and and tragedy and crazy decisions that have to be made split second on a in in the field of war phenomenal unfortunately that's not what this is we're just getting more america's the protagonist everyone else is the antagonist <laughs> uh america fuck yeah coming to save the motherfucking day yeah 6 days in fallujah maybe don't buy it there you go. No Man's Sky, Jeff. Mm. No Man's Sky, despite what people might have said when it first came out, No Man's Sky has not committed any war crimes. However, it has continued to put out all sorts of free content, and continues to. And the latest one, you get to raise pets and train Ooh. them. 
You find an alien that you like the look of. You like you know you got you found that alien that actually doesn't look like some sort of weird science experiment from Spore from back in like 2006. You can make it a pet now. Not only that, you can ride them. You can train them to do things around. You want to train your alien pet to do weird circus tricks? Yeah, sure. Okay. You want to collect shit for you? Why not? There you go. You now have a a Digimon digital monsters, and or Pokemon variation in No Man's Sky. Isn't that exciting, Jeff? I know you're excited about that. Just pumped. You are fucking jazzed about No Man's Sky's pet simulator. We talked about E3 last week, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how they were going to, you know, make this all digital and whatnot, but it didn't sound like a very good package. Sounded like a, a, a mediocre package, kind of like most white men. And Reggie came out and said, hey, I also think it's pretty mediocre, and it could be a lot better. And he had some ideas. He didn't just, he didn't just say it was mediocre and walked on, he actually had some ideas. So Reggie wasn't too pleased with it. In fact, his, his, like the, he didn't feel it was compelling is more of the direct word. He said he believes that going digital is obviously the best move, but he wants to see them take steps to figure out how to have people at home experience playing the games like they would if they were at the show floor in an in-person E3. Because he said that right there is the perhaps most important aspect of E3 is playing the games that haven't come out yet. Just If you're just going to show off a bunch of trailers and shit, you know, great, but the real core of it is being able to get your hands on these uh, these games coming out. That's where uh, That's where the magic is. Um, and he had some closing thoughts here, too, that I wanted to, to bring up. Let me see here. Down here. I will accept your cookies, yes, if you get that notification off my screen. Um. Yes, yeah, so he said, having said that, the platform holders need to find a way to digitally enable their fans to experience the content. He said, that's key for E3, the ability to be, uh, to be playing The Last of Us Part 3 for the first time, or to play that next Breath of the Wild game for the first time, or to play that next great game coming from the new amalgamation of all the great Xbox studios, to play for the first time is what's magical. What I've read, as I've said, doesn't go down that path. If you don't have all of these different elements working together, the big announcements, the hands-on, the opportunity in a well-defined time frame to have all these announcements, that's what's key to a successful E3 in the future. And they said, candidly, if the ESA doesn't do it, then other people will. So, he's just bringing the facts. If E3 doesn't do it, that last statement is the most important thing that he said there in that entire thing. Yep. If, if somebody, if he doesn't, or if they don't do it, somebody else is going to step up and fill that role. What do you think, Mr. Bly? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know what he me- totally means by, like, does he mean I think the hands-on stuff gonna... and, like, the, you know, like, the, not just showing trailers and shit, but actually, yeah. like, getting people involved, even if it is a digital show. Yeah, well, I mean, I think when people, uh, I think when he means that is maybe he means, you know, Nintendo, Xbox, Sony will do it themselves. Um, I don't think that there's going to be another company or, or whatever that's going to yeah. come out and, and do what E3 does. It's a, it's a dying, it's a dying model. Mm. Um, but 
these companies will do their own thing. They'll host their own events. They'll have fans be able to come in, play the games, whatever, um, and do their own shows. That is 100%. Do you think think demos, because we can't do in-person events now, and I mean, I guess if we're really lucky, the earliest would be next year if, like, everything went... And let's be honest, it's probably not going to go that well. But it, let's say it did. Either way, do you think that do you think that uh, a lot of <laughs> thank you, love. I've already had some, but thank you. Um, if demos make a bit of a comeback, because demos mm. used to be like hot shit in gaming, right? Like everyone used yep. to release a demo. You'd be able to play like the first level in a game, or maybe there was like a, a small chunk of the multiplayer that you could. Uh, that you could get in, you know, if you used to buy those, the magazines that have the demo discs where you'd have like a whole slew of like, uh, whatever was, was coming up or, or, uh, sometimes even if you bought a game, they'd had like, as an incentive for another part of that franchise or, or a similar game from the same studio, you'd have a demo of some like, uh, off in the future game. And then that went away, uh, eventually. And now there's less and less demos. There are still some that come up. But maybe that's the answer. You know, if he's saying that we get, you know, that he thinks that an integral part of, of this kind of E3, whether it's E3 that does it or let's say the summer game stuff that Jeff Keighley is doing now as of last year, maybe companies have to, if they want to get people engaged more than just watching a trailer, maybe demos do start to, uh, to slowly come back. I mean, we're in, a, we're in an almost entirely digital landscape at this point anyway. Yeah, you can just make a digital demo. This is way more accessible now than it would have been back in the day. I mean, think about yeah. printing fucking discs versus just yeah. putting out a de- putting out a demo, right? Yeah. Um, I'd be for. What about? Are you down for like the return of demos, like getting some some demos back so that you can? Because think of the other aspect of this, not just for E three. And I know you don't buy a lot of new games these these days because you're you you you're you're doing your uh, basically just your RP stuff. But if you were buying games, and games have gotten so fucking expensive now, wouldn't it be kind of nice to be able to just have a demo of these games now? Because they're like 90 fucking dollars. To be able to play a demo of something, to even get a monicum of an idea as to whether or not this is something that you want to play without having to rely on, like, Steam's return policy or Epic's nearly non-existent return policy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And God forbid you bought physical, right? Because then, like, it's even harder to try and pull that off. So, you know, uh, I, I, I know for me, I, I buy more games. I would like to see that just for that reason. They're so fucking yeah, expensive. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Um, it doesn't hurt. Uh, the The... the a couple issues. I, I I don't think it's the fact that they don't want to put demos out, but there's a reason why they don't put out demos is they don't want people playing their shitty games. You know that that's E3, true. E3 has all become part of. Let's go ahead and create a demo, and we pretend and act on stage that we are surprised with the events that are happening, and they're basically playing a very well thought or thought out. Um, you know, Anthem did it where it was basically completely made up. Cyberpunk all, did it. Cyberpunk that was entirely fucking made up, right? Exactly. So the 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 issue is is you know, they 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 want they just like a trailer, they want you to experience 
um, something in a certain way, thinking and it's engineered in a way to make you want to buy the game. If you go and play the game, it's like it's like saying, hey, you know, there's a movie trailer, but instead of the movie trailer, why don't we do what Christopher Nolan did for several of his movies and play the first four minutes, six minutes, nine minutes of the movie before another movie? You only do that because you're extremely confident that you have something there that people are going to go, oh, my God, like that. Just a trailer isn't enough. Trailer will pique your interest, but then here, take an actual piece of the content that is already made, consume it as a tease, and we're going to finally sell you on this. Problem is, man, video games, they just, a lot of them, a lot of these AAA titles, they're frauds. It's it's like you, you're you're getting, you're being sold this, the, the Star Citizen dream, you know? You're getting sold on, on, a, on an experience that really doesn't exist it does but it's it's such a hollow shallow when you get the end product it, it's 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 not even a a fraction of what you, you envisioned you know or they show you something at E3 and it's this amazing sequence and they're using all the different weapons and tools that your character has and when it looks all together it just looks like oh my god this is and this is just 5 minutes i can't believe what 9 hours of this will look like but you just got the best five minutes and you're realizing that the other eight hours and 55 minutes is mediocre at best. It's it. And that's, that's why you're not getting demos. It's su- it's super easy for, for, for somebody to go and put a demo on, on the PlayStation online store that everybody can play. It's like, Hey guys, you, you really want to try out this, this remake of this game? Well, Hey, guess what? You can go and play the first 15 minutes right now. We want you guys to try it. and But the, they don't want people to play the game because they're going to go, ah, ah, no, that ain't it. That ain't it for me. How crazy is it that we're at a point now, right now in gaming that massive AAA titles could put out a demo on launch day? So not before, like not not months before, but launch day. And it would still be a detriment to sales. How, yes. What does that say about where we're at with AAA and God forbid the upcoming whatever the fuck quadruple A is going to mean? Uh, you know, what does that say? Because if you can't even have somebody play the best slice of your game on launch day and have that be a sales pitch instead of the opposite. Yeah. What does it tell well, you? About- it tells you they're releasing completely Garbage. uncompleted games. Yeah. That are that they then bank on you buying on hype, holding yeah. on to because you've already made the purchase and yeah. have the glimmer of hope to not return it, so that yeah. they can spend the next two to six months making the game playable or closer to the actual experience that they were supposed to have initially. And in some cases, that never even happens. And the yeah. dream never happens. You get like you get like only a portion of the way there. And so how crazy is it that, that that's the way it is? Imagine, imagine, not that it would ever happen, but imagine a world where, where because of the expense of a game, um, a platform like Steam made it mandatory to provide a demo on launch day to users. Because let's say like, and I know again, it's never going to happen, but let me, uh, from Steam's perspective, you know, they obviously make, a, they make money too because they make percent of whatever the fuck is sold on the platform. But let's say that the, 
the returns for games and and paying for support staff to be dealing with returns all the time and and whatnot was outweighing benefits and so they said hey you gotta have a fucking demo on launch day and then they're gonna say hey fuck steam that's what they're gonna yeah, say yeah no i know but i meant like yeah. like in in a uh, what would be intriguing if it was if it was mandatory to have that would be how much better do games get does that does that result in them going for a smaller scope so that they don't blow the shit out the water like cyberpunk for example yeah. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, you, even I mean, even cyber. I mean, yeah, I mean, here, here's the, the the reason why they're putting out, they're allowing you to play these demos at E3, is because it's a very small amount of people that are playing the game, and they're all on the fucking Kool Aid, all of them. They're all on the Kool Aid. I mean, listen, you go to, um, you know, you go to a concert, and you might not even really like the type of music, mm. you know, um, but you go to a concert and the energy. And you, you know, it's like um, the atmosphere gets the you. atmosphere, right? It's 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 you're 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 on the Kool Aid, you're on the sauce. I'm at a Taylor you know? Swift concert, and I'm not really feeling it. But at the same time, the you know all the screaming fans everywhere, screaming yeah. Tay Tay. Eventually, yeah. I'm screaming Tay Tay. Exactly right. You know, you um you 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 watch you watch like Star Wars Episode Eight, and you hate it, and then you sit in a room with. Uh, you know, a bajillion people that are like, "Yeah, Star Wars Episode Eight is a fucking awesome." You might leave there going, "You know what? Eh, there, there might have been some. You know what? It might have been some redeeming qualities in there. It wasn't my favorite, but it's when I really think about it, I, you know, it's not that bad." And then you go home and you like sleep, and then you realize, like, "Yeah, no, it's dog shit, actually." <laughs> and and the and that's what that's what these E three things are. Is a lot of people are on the Kool Aid, and a lot of these people are are bought and paid for. You know, you got a ton of press there that get those pretty little media badges and they feel fucking special and they get treated, you know, great. They get a new little uh, keychain holder and a fucking, you know, a, a couple cards that they can give away on their social media so they can get their numbers up. And, you know, they're given an exclusive interview and and you get to shake hands. They're not going to say anything bad about the game. And if there's stuff bad to be said, they're only going to talk about the good. They're going to just not discuss the bad. And that's why they have certain people allowed to play at these things. And then those people go and, and scream from the fucking hills that it's, oh, it's an, it's a transcending experience. So immersive. It's no different in the movie industry. You got everybody that are going to these pressers that are invited to go to these pressers. They know who the fuck these people are and they invite certain people. They might have the odd, you know, civilian in there to just be there so that it doesn't look too like, set up but even those guys are now on the kool-aid so even if they don't really like it they're getting treated like they're in the in Here, let me pay you for you know? your hotel and you get you get like food you know exactly. you know, amazing restaurants and you exactly. know and then you get the gift you go into your five-star hotel and there's a massive gift basket with like a bunch of shit in it and everything 100%. And, yeah 100 percent, dude yeah, yeah. and and you know they they make it seem like oh we're just being nice and we're treating our guests and guests well they know what they're doing man yeah they know what they're doing they're they're buttering you up and that's exactly what they're doing and so they're far less likely to go and make a review about how the game really truly is um and and then the the public gets a a a mis uh, a misconstrued perception of the game coming from one lens it's like it's like doing a a it's like doing a, a survey you know it's like hey um on family uh family feud a hundred people surveyed 
you know, how many people really like StarCraft 2? And then you realize the 100 people that they surveyed, you know, 95% of them were like genuinely RTS players. So they're going to say like 95 out of 100. Oh, you've got it. But if they went and asked, you know, the general public, if they went to an E3 and grabbed 100 people, you might have 15 that even know what StarCraft is. So like they know what they're doing, man. So the the odds of getting it's a demo sample out, bias. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And the odds of getting a, a can you imagine if they blitzed out a cyberpunk demo to the masses and the hype is so real and everybody fucking tries it before they buy it or pre-order it. Game over. It's I game mean, over. I, I, like, I, I still want to know the numbers of how many people tried to make an attempt to return Cyberpunk 2077 on release. A lot. A lot. Because, man, that game wouldn't have sold dick. Anyone wanna, plays that game before buying it? Like, You want to you wanna know the only people I can ever, the only company I can ever see come out with demos? Nintendo. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Because you know what you're getting. And you get the same thing every time. Rockstar would probably not be a bad choice either outside but, you know, of the Nintendo Rockstar sphere. Rockstar comes with a game like once every fucking seven years. Yeah. Right? And so their games are amazing most of the time. Almost all the time. But shouldn't so, that just be the way fucking... Like, like it's yeah, just... It's, like, everything's just gotten so corporate... They, we've got to like hit so many fucking targets, and the they the publishers. The thing that is shitty about all these like devs getting bought up and whatnot, and like the scope issue that we've talked about in the past in this podcast, is that it just gets it it, it, it produces more and more of this, a broken bullshit that yep. sells like tens of millions of copies, and so it, uh, to the people that made the decision to release the game. Not the developers themselves, but like the 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 heads of publishers and the heads of the developers, the you know the C level guys, they they're successful. They've made their money, so it doesn't matter anymore, and so it just results in in shit. So, yeah, I mean, my God. Um, either way, I think Reggie's got the right idea, but at the same time, uh, just like we just discussed there, and, and and all valid points, the moment people get hands on with a lot of this shit, game over. Because so few of them are actually good games yeah. is, the, is the problem. So, yeah, uh, it, it, to some degree, I think that some of these companies are probably happy that they don't have, uh, they don't have to have a vertical slice of their game ready to be playable on the show floor in, in some building for E3. You know, now they just have to figure out how to fake it in a video. Yep. Then that's all they need to worry about. Like, uh, that, that's that's much easier, but... Yeah, so the his little bit there, will somebody else do it? Uh, maybe that's not as as likely because I guess that means that you know at the end of the day, somebody else might provide the platform and say, "Hey, we should do this." But ultimately, the game developers are the ones that have to say whether or not it's going to exactly. happen. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, and and everything right now is so. I mean, it's so ultra competitive that every piece of an announcement, a game being played, a date being announced. Everything is so engineered yeah. and and calculated that having some third party like E3 dictating schedules, when people can go where, you know, even just the look of the stream, mm. like just everything, the cameras they use, 
the, the, the people they have on stage. You know, it's ESA's like, E3 branding. It's everything, not, yeah. right? Yes. It's, and and the, the, we're in an industry now where it's just like, <laughs> there, this is a dead model. This, this, is, this is dead. This yeah. is like, this is going. So it is what it is. I'd rather just have the companies do their own thing and then you would tune in when we want to watch it. Speaking of companies doing their own thing and tuning in when you want to watch it, Nintendo had their first Direct since 2019 yesterday, Mr. Black. There you go. Their first full Direct since 2019. Uh, and as expected, you can't please everyone. It was it was divisive. People who were uh, excited about third-party uh, games coming to the Switch got uh, lots of love. Uh, those looking for more news on the first-party stuff weren't so happy about it, but at the same time... You know, just like you were mentioning, when Nintendo brings out a game, it's almost exclusively fire, and they don't release a game or even show a game off until they think it's actually worth it. So I wasn't super surprised. But we did get a couple of nice little uh, pieces in here. So I'd, I wrote down the short list of, uh, of, of the stuff that was actually worth talking about here, uh, or mentioning anyway. And, uh, and there's at least one in here that I, if you don't say that you are at least a little bit on for playing for some memes, I'll be very disappointed, Mr. Black. Pyra and Mithra of Xenoblade, uh, joined Smash to Ultimate. So good news, uh, everyone who likes to complain about Smash having too many sword characters, you have two more. The only good news there is that they're not from Fire Emblem. So they've put the brakes on Fire Emblem characters, now we're getting big titty, you know, anime girls... Um, from Xenoblade instead. Fall Guys is coming to the Switch this summer. I think Fall Guys is also going to the Xbox in the summer as well, so I think the summer is just where Fall Guys is getting spread around off of the PC uh, platform for those who will even still be playing Fall Guys by the time summer is here. Uh, Outer Wilds is also coming this summer. Uh, that was a very popular game on, uh, on the PC uh, as well. Legend of Mana, which is a classic. You probably have a copy back there somewhere, Mr. Black, I'm sure. I do. Uh, Legend of Mana uh, with completely remastered HD backgrounds and rearranged music that also includes the uh, original soundtrack that you can switch to uh, on and off as you please, as well as encounter disabling and a new minigame. So it's a bit of a, a remaster of sorts for, uh, for the game. Coming out June 24th on the Switch. Looked really nice. Actually, the, uh, they, they didn't go, it doesn't look like they, they used some of the upscaling, uh, algorithms that other, uh, pixel games have done, like 16-bit games done in the past. You probably know what I mean. Like, they, sometimes when they do it, it's like, it smooths everything over. Remember the Xbox Live Arcade stuff, where you'd get, like, the, the quote-unquote updated graphics that you could switch back and forth, like Streets of Rage, and it looked like fucking Claymation when mm. you, when you switched it over? They're not doing any of that shit. It's like a legitimate, good, decent upscale. It still looks like it should. Uh, looks great. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be quite excited to get back into some Secret of Mana because, shit, it's one of the best JRPGs of all time. So, why not? What's what's Secret of Mana going for these days? I think it's a relatively rare cart, isn't it? Secret of Mana, it's probably 70 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, it's probably about 70 bucks right now. Do you, got, do you just have the cart or do you have the... Uh... The box. Secret of Mana. No, I think you have. Do you I, have the? I think I want to say you might actually have the box. Uh, oh. <laughs> that was Jeff standing for the first time in fourteen hours. He's currently looking at his his list of games. 
Oh, sorry, Legend of Mana. Or, or sorry, Secret. No, Legend? Legend of Mana? Am I fucking this up? Which mana is it? <laughs> uh, I only... I only got the cart. Oh, you only got the cart? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I was fucking it's this secret. up. It's Legend of Mana is the remaster. It's a PS1 game. Oh. So I was mixing it up. I was mixing up oh, Secret, I of Mana. Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana, I think, already got an update. So this is Legend of Mana. Oh, okay, I don't that's, even have Legend of Mana. That's my bad. PS1 okay. game. Still done. Still done in like 16-bit-ish style, though. All the all the same. I said it right the first time. Oh, I was just fucking making shit up as it went along. You're just Thank making you, Brain. shit up, Adam. Remember the opening conversation I had in this podcast? Yes. That. Uh, right. <laughs> um. Look. Okay, so everyone was making their predictions on, uh, on Twitter about what was going to show up at uh, in this Nintendo Direct, and I said one thing in my tweet. I said, "Give me Mario Golf or get the fuck out." And lo and behold, call me now for your free tarot card reading. As we watched it, up pops motherfucking Mario Golf, and it looked pretty fucking dope. I'm not going to lie. Cool Mario Golf. Uh, and it had, it had a mode in there that was really kind of fun looking. It's called speed golf. So you, everyone tees up at the same time. You're all hitting your ball and then you, like you're running, you're sprinting to your, to your, where your ball is. You're running around the golf course. You're not just like pressing a button and skipping to it. So you're hitting your ball. You're fucking like motoring over to it. You're trying to rush through the course as fast as you can and racing, uh, the other players, which looked fucking wild. Uh, so that looked pretty, pretty fun. And then it also has story mode in it as well. So it's a bit of a, it's a little more than I expected out of Mario Golf. And I will definitely 110% be playing some Mario Golf when that bad boy drops. Uh, and it's coming out, I believe it's June, maybe? But I don't think I have it written down here. But I wanted to say it was coming out, uh, in June. <clears throat> nice. Uh... Would you fucks with some Mario Golf? Jeff? I would fucks with some Mario Golf. There, okay, good. Yeah, that's that. I would have been so disappointed if there was one thing I would have expected you to get on Mario Golf for sure. I would definitely fucks around with some Mario Golf. Yeah, they've they've you know they've they've joined. I would say golf games as of circa two thousand three. So now you can see like the undulations and you know you get the grid you know for the greens and you can shape your shots a bit and shit like that. So it's not like bone stock Mario Golf. It looked like. Uh, there was a, an old anime golf game that they shut down years ago now that was called Panya on the PC, mm. uh, and I used to I used to play a bit of it. It kind of reminded me of that, uh, okay. but yeah, it looked really fun. There you go, Mario Golf. Mario-themed Animal Crossing stuff coming February 25th if you want nightmares, and I say that because, oh my god, they looked absolutely horrifying. But hey, if you want your uh, little Mario, little, uh, little Luigi running around... Uh, your island, you can make that happen amongst, uh, some other themed objects. In weirdest and slightly most sexual name in, uh, in, in this entire, uh, this entire direct, Project Triangle Strategy. Revealed. It was a Square Enix, uh, thing. It's kind of, remember Octopath Traveler, Mr. Black? Yeah. Had that fire 2D, uh, 16-bit graphic style it's that but like final fantasy tactics okay cool yeah so that got a lot or like um what was it what was that ogre uh tactics ogre 
I think it was uh, the name of it as well. It was very, it, it very, it's, it's a tactics-based uh, fighting style uh, with that same kind of graphic uh, style or whatever, and so lots of people seem pretty happy about that. But my god, do they need an actual name. A working ti- a title of Project Triangle Strategy is kind of fucking weird, unless you're a fan of, you know, Chicago basketball offensive plays in the early and mid-90s. Uh, then, uh, by all means, name it Triangle Strategy. But either way, very odd. But hey, there you go. Uh, Project Triangle Strategy. Looked pretty dope. Uh, let's see here. New, uh, oh, no new info. So, the thing that everyone was, or why everyone, I mean a lot of people, of course, were hoping for is more info on Breath of the Wild 2. The, uh, uh, the follow-up, of course, to the one Zelda game that I think is personally not even really a Zelda game. But lots of people super excited about that want to see it. Nope. Got nothing for you. Came out and said, we, uh, development is still ongoing and it's going smoothly, but we don't have anything to show today. And so they, uh, to kind of keep everyone calm as possible, released Skyward Sword HD. Or that is coming. It's not released yet, but it's coming out. Uh, you're still gonna have the motion controls with the Joy-Cons, uh, and, uh, as well as just button-only play controls, uh, and then they're also releasing some Zelda-themed Joy-Cons to go along with that, and, uh, the game drops on July 16th. Skyward Sword, Mr. Black, I know you're not a Zelda guy at all, uh, but, uh, so I'll just say this. Skyward Sword is probably the least championed of all Zelda games in the mainline series. When it first came out and it had like the fucking sword uh, motion controls or whatever, hot garbage. Literally trash. Absolutely horrible. Uh, Very few people, even in the Zelda fandom, were happy about Skyward Sword. Uh, So it's a little weird to see this before something like, let's say, a proper redo of Twilight Princess, but here we are. Uh, I can't wait for people to still be salty about the motion controls in Skyward Sword. I have to I have to say this though, Nintendo really good at re-releasing games with almost no changes for full price on their new consoles. They fucking smash that shit. This like this was like the Wii. They're like sell that shit on the Wii U. Now we gotta mm-hmm. get that shit on the Switch. And what has changed? We went from motion controls basically only to button controls, and now we're getting both. Plus we're taking that game from 480p uh, to 1080p. Woo, baby. All the peas. And you can uh, enjoy it for full price, triple A. Triple A pricing on Skyward Sword HD. And they'll sell it. And they'll sell a whole bunch of copies, because fucking Nintendo fans. Splatoon 3 announced for 2022 as well. I didn't know Splatoon 2 was popular enough to warrant a third, but apparently uh, I was wrong. Uh, and in 2022, we're going to get the follow-up to that. Splatoon's actually, it was a, a pretty fun game. I never played the second one. Played a, a fair amount of the first one. Very intriguing and different concept, uh, and is quite popular, um, or was quite popular back then. I just haven't seen as much of it lately. But, uh, I think that some of that was there was a competitive league for two, and then that went away for stupid reasons. I can't even remember what it was. But hey, good news. By the time Splatoon 3 is out... Nintendo's going to be uh, on their uh, their new that new internet infrastructure for their online gaming, taking it from 1998 to 2004. So it's going to be a much smoother experience when you play Splatoon 3 uh, with your friends in 2022. So yeah, like I said, mostly third party stuff, not a lot of first 
um, first party uh, games on that list. There was and there was a, a bunch more that was announced there, but that's the the gist of it. Uh, and uh, and so you can go ahead and and check out if you need to know more information from that direct. You can give her a look see. Uh, next up, Xbox development team. This was really cool. I actually almost considered uh, playing a little bit here on the podcast of the um, the Digital Foundry video. So the Xbox team has been kind of going out of their way a lot to improve playing backwards compatible games on the new Xboxes. We've talked at decent length uh, in the past, Mr. Black, about, for example, the fact that they're like adding... HDR to backwards compatible games and loading times are like dramatically better and frame rates can be better as well in some instances uh, or the resolution gets dramatically upscaled uh, as well and all just hardware side like you're not doing anything you just put the game in you fucking go you're not doing anything crazy so uh, not satisfied with their work they have come out with another new thing that they can apply to certain games. There are five that this applies to out of the gate to give you an idea of how uh, of how it might work. So it's a method to basically double or in some cases quadruple so from 30 to 100 and, uh, 120 uh, the frame rate in any of these backwards compatible games. Or at least ones that work within I think the um, direct 3D environment uh, I want to say. So Basically, the like just as a a loose idea of how this works. So the Xbox is just sending and receiving um, data from the from the game uh, graphically uh, at an increased rate, but the game still is told and thinks that it's running. Like a game still registers that it's running at its native thirty FPS or whatever. So you're getting all the frame rate benefit, but you're not. The, the physics don't break, all the other shit that can sometimes happen when you're boosting frame rate uh, doesn't go wrong. And it's uh, some crazy results. It's like locked 60 in some games that were like barely holding together at 30 before. Uh, the games that they have on this list right now, I have them written down here somewhere, uh, Watch Dogs 2, Far Cry 4, uh, new Super Lucky's Tale. That one runs at 4K 120 frames per second, which is uh, kind of nutty. UFC 4, which was the newest of all the titles, because I think that one just came out last year. And Sniper Elite 4 are the first to get this upgrade. Uh, if you watch the, if you get a chance to watch, if you're listening and you're interested in this, you get a chance to watch the Digital Foundry video. It's actually pretty wild because not only does it work really well on the Series X, but it basically works identically on the S. So if you have the cheaper console and you're and you're more likely if you own the cheaper console to be playing a lot more of your back catalog um, because you're not buying a bunch of new games, popping a game in and having it play at a higher resolution and double the frame rate without having to do anything is pretty fire. <laughs> so that's that's pretty fucking dope. And as they add stuff to this this list of games over time, uh, you know that's just a, a pretty big value add. Uh, Xbox is going way out of their way, it seems, to really improve the experience of playing all of their old titles on their, their newer consoles. And it would be nice if Sony and Nintendo did the same thing. Um, I mean, Nintendo, I guess, Nintendo is looking at their back catalog and saying, fuck it, we'll just sell it at full price for whatever we do to it. Uh, and uh, Sony is kind of doing half of this where they... They just rely on the brute force of the console to, to boost it. But yeah, it's nice to see. 
that Xbox is doing all this stuff for, for old games. Because, uh, I mean, like, what I've thought about is... Um, you know, especially, like, original Xbox titles. A lot of those ran at, like, 30 FPS or way lower. Like, some of that shit was running at, like... Shit, you put in an original Xbox game, some of that shit's running, like, the N64. You were hitting, like, 15... Hitting 20 frames, looking like a PowerPoint presentation sometimes. Shit was getting a little raw. Um, being able to to re you know to experience those games, like if you're somebody like Jeff and you've got a whack of of older games, being able to just pop a game in or or whatever and, and get double the frame rate and just have a smoother experience, that's kind of fucking awesome. So there you go. Uh I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find avenues for Jeff to get on this conversation. But the, the news I, this hey, week, you're just giving news, man. The I, news. Hey. This news this week has not been has not been really uh, worry. discussion Don't worry worthy. Me. Don't worry about me. Just give him the news. Uh ah, uh, yes. Here we go. So. I haven't had this problem personally, although I, do, I also don't really use the Joy-Cons very frequently because my hands are not built to use Joy-Cons. Um, but as we've talked about in the past, Nintendo had a lot of problems with, and continues to with Joy-Con drift, where like the motion control drift is like really terrible on the Joy-Cons. Specifically, I can't remember which side it is, but it's one of the two sides. And now... I, <laughs> It's only early days, and PlayStation 5's DualSense controllers are starting to drift as well. Uh, it seems any controller that you slap motion controls into right off the bat just want to drift. This fucking Fast and the Furious and, and you know, Lil Bow Wow is trying to, to have a career outside of music or some shit. So Sony is, of course, as you might expect, immediately getting slapped with a class action lawsuit because... Just like there's ambulance chasers, there seems to be uh, drifting controller chasers in the in the lawyer community, and so they've gotten behind this already and are are trying to sue them for uh, for that drift. I mean, really, I, I let's be real. I mean, Joy Cons are fucking expensive. The Dual Sense controllers are fucking expensive. The last thing you want to do is have a brand new console with this fancy ass controller that you're enjoying all these new features, and then the shit just starts fucking drifting off your screen every try every time you try and use it that that shouldn't happen and who wants to go through a return like a, a return or an exchange on a fucking like controller three months into using it uh or less it's just nutty um so unfortunate i uh the the class action suit actually did result in some stuff on nintendo's side so it wouldn't shock me now that there's been precedent that if Sony doesn't get their shit together really quick, that they're also going to catch uh, some legal heat uh, for it as well. Uh, and Xbox with exactly zero motion controls is probably going to get out unscathed. Uh, although there is also analog stick drifting that can happen, so fucking I don't know. Uh, I do think that it gets a bit silly after a while. Like sometimes people chase this a little too hard. Like, you just gotta roll with the punches. Like, can you imagine back in the day with the N64 after you've used that fucking analog stick? No. And it started to powder up like cocaine? Dude, uh, I, could just, I could boot up 007, have my <laughs> N64 controller there, and she's just scrolling across the screen. <laughs> that's, the perfect, that's the perfect example. Because it's definitely the one game that you notice immediately. You turn it on, and you got the file folders. Like, which one are we going to? And the, and the fucking, the, the dots just going like... <laughs> and, and you can just see the top of it you're just like <laughs> it's 
hang in there. <laughs> it's so they get so loose. It's so fucking true. Like that's that's uh that's so fucking accurate. Shit just fucking hanging there. Got, you know, I got a controller there. There like, you, you go. Know. Oh yeah. I've dude, I've got I've got like five or six because the guys always used to come over and play in 64 once a week and we play Goldeneye and one like we we play rock, paper, scissors for who was gonna get like the shit tier controller that you had like zero analog movement with <laughs> with and I eventually pulled the pulled a couple apart and replaced the springs with new ones uh, and a new analog stick and that was a nightmare to fucking do. Yeah. Uh, and that helped quite a bit, but oh my god, can you imagine if they were, if people were that litigious uh, Listen, back in the day? If anybody out there wants to practice, you know... Getting shy guy across the room in Mario Party? <laughs> pleasure in your lady friend. Get yourself an N64 controller, and you'll be, you'll be off to the races. Bro, I'm pretty sure that my right hand is capable of driving nails into a board just from the amount of getting shy guy across the room in Mario yeah. Party. Oh, Mario Party's... <laughs> Bro, the, the fucking heat... The heat from the friction was real. You'd have a blister and shit. You'd start doing strats where you'd be taping band-aids and duct tape. Yeah, bad. <laughs> did you ever get that motherfucker across the room? Because I never did. No, no, it just doesn't happen. It's... I don't even know if it can happen. <laughs> we need a tool, tool assisted shy guy run. Get him across the room. Let the bot do all the work. Uh, and the last thing that we've got here is NVIDIA is taking some of their first steps uh, in terms of trying to steer crypto miners away from hoarding all of the, uh, the graphics cards in the world. Because unfortunately, that's kind of been what they've been doing now uh, for a while. And And by that, we don't mean like well, by that, I don't mean, I should say, you know, there's some one dude buying three graphics cards to mine Dogecoin in his basement. Uh, we're talking, we're talking f like mining farms where they've got like thousands of fucking cards running this shit in like wireframes in the f Antarctic to keep them cold enough to just constantly be running at full tilt uh, to, to mine as much crypto as possible. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of unfortunately fallen upon the shoulders of a lot of, of gaming grade graphics cards, just because they seem to do a really good job for the money. So, uh, as that being a problem and nobody actually in the, uh, being able to buy a graphics card easily outside of that market as of late, especially since the crypto market is back in a major bull run, um, they're doing a couple things to try and start to, to curb that. So for one, they are coming out with. Uh, what they're calling the CMP, which is a cryptocurrency mini processor or mining processor, uh, which is focused specifically on mining and doesn't actually output graphics. So they're putting out a thing that's specific to crypto mining that would do an equally good job as the, as the gaming cards, but not putting out graphics. So hopefully people fucking stop buying so many of the gaming GPUs to do the same work. And then the second thing they're doing when they launched the 3060, so unfortunately they missed the boat a bit with the TI model, but with the 3060, the driver that it will launch with um, limits the hash rate for mining by 50% to further disincentivize uh, dis uh, uh, miners from buying up those cards for that purpose because they're going to get 50% less performance out of them. So um, hopefully, like, that's a, that's a good first step. Obviously, it's 
it's going to take some time uh, for that to really roll over. And if they're going to continue to do that and release graphics cards, every one of those drivers is going to have to be uh, done that way. Uh, but yeah, it's getting it's getting difficult because unfortunately there are shortages of silicon. They can only crank out so many cards, and these companies are just buying them up like crazy. And in fairness, a lot of the a lot of it is still on board partners and and whatnot for selling these massive orders to these companies. But again, just like anything, it doesn't matter to them. They get their money, right? So it doesn't matter who buys them. Uh, they're they've got their money at that level. So it really just ends up hurting end-of-the-line retailers, and then, of course, the everyday consumer that just wants to play games at higher than 1080p. That's who's really getting hurt there. But either way, hopefully that ends up uh, helping a little bit. We'll uh, find out eventually. And with that, Mr. Black, I can get you involved for your most talented skill. Selling out? Selling out. Second only to you getting Shy Guy across the room. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw some money at the screen. Keep us afloat here for every Thursday at the Technical Alpha Podcast. Leave a like. Hit the follow buttons. Leave reviews. Algorithmic comments. All those things. Click the links in the description below and go over and see NordVPN. Head on over to NordVPN.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT Mm. and get 68% off your uh your two-year subscription and you can stay safe anonymous you can also watch different regions of netflix so for example if you're from canada or you're from the u.s you can use nordvpn mask your ip to a different country that's not yours then have access to dozens if not hundreds of new shows and movies that aren't available in your region all at the click of a button also, if you're watching videos on YouTube and you get that stupid, you know, not available in your region, you can bypass that one click of the button via NordVPN, and you can get that by going to www.nordvpn. That is nordvpn.com slash OTT, 68% off. And guess what? You really only need one account per household because you can do up to six simultaneous devices. You can have a laptop setup, a computer setup, another computer setup, a TV setup. You could have your phone set up. They got apps for everything. They're a big supporter of the stream. They're a big supporter of keeping y'all safe and anonymous and breaking through the interwebs and getting you in places that your country doesn't want you to get into. So go and support them. Also, if you don't already have a stream deck from Elgato, I don't know how many times I got to tell you guys, it's usually four times a month because there's four podcasts, but you should really get one because they're awesome. It is the greatest thing since I got since the dual monitor setup. And everybody knows what it was like to first get a second or third monitor and how life-changing that was to have all that extra canvas. It was like having multiple computers all at once, but it was just one. That's what a stream deck is. It's a hotkey hub. You You can turn off your computer from the click of a button. You can open up a podcast. You can open up your favorite streamer streams. You can do virtually anything and link that up via a hotkey and open up your music playlist. Open up, um, you know, you can you can uh, 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 do it so that when you're playing World of Warcraft, you can have a fire uh, a fireball spell, an ice spell, um, an, an, an AOE spell. All in the click of a button. And you can even have a little picture of the spell as your button so you know what you're clicking when you click it. 
So go and pick up a stream deck from Elgato. Link is in the description below. And uh, make sure you go and check out their microphones as well. They got those Wave products. They've been having sales. And just keep an eye on Elgato because they got some new products coming. So Mr. Sure Black, hear the podcast. Mr. Yep. Black, you know, I, yep. I, I, I only have so much hair left on my head. And sometimes I need to remind myself just how many hairs I have. And so I like to count them individually because I have so few I can do that now. And so what I would like to know is, is there any products that I could use to help illuminate my head so that I can count my hair faster and more efficiently? There is. It's called an Elgato uh, key light, mm. or you can get an Elgato ring light, mm. where you can basically take your cell phone, put is it in Is that what all the, the girls on TikTok are using? That's what they use. That's how they look so special. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes them look so pretty, is them Elgato uh, key lights and those Elgato ring lights. Go check them out. And that's it. Magnificent. And now it's time for movies and Mr. Black, you know, sometimes I feel real nostalgic, right? And I, I just, you know, I, I pine for the days where I could haul, you know, haul out a 450 pound tube TV and Watch shit in 4x3. Well, great news for all of you still sitting on your, uh, your Sony uh, flat-paneled tube TVs uh, that you can not, unfortunately, play Duck Hunt on, but watch other content at uh, higher color resolutions. Zack Snyder's got you covered with the release of the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. At least that's what it seems like. Because the latest trailer that was put out was in full frame, 4x3, just like he shot it in. Uh, I mean, it wasn't exactly 4x3, it was ever so slightly less. So the crop is almost non-existent on it, but he wanted to give it all of its glory. None of that crop in it for 16x9 like everyone on Earth has in their home right now. Fuck that shit. Give me that 4x3 hotness so that a character that should be about 50 inches tall on my screen is now only about 30 inches tall on my screen. That's what I want. That's, that's, that's the experience that I want, Mr. Black. And the reason I want that is so I can see the extra dirt behind them mm. from the 4x3 not being cropped. That's what I need. And Zack Snyder's going to provide it. Uh, he, uh, he really went on a bit of a crusade to tell everyone why he, he did it this way. He explained why he shot it in four by three so that he said it was for IMAX. Uh, that doesn't make any sense because IMAX isn't in, in four by three either, but it's okay. It's Zack Snyder. He's a little eccentric. He's a little bit into his movie. We let him have it, but he is going to apparently be putting this out far as I can tell. If the trailer is in four by three, if he puts this out in four by three, he's the greatest troll of all time. Uh, I can't even imagine putting out a superhero movie in 4x3, but here we are. It's happening. Fuck it, why not? What are your thoughts on this magical, mystical Zack Snyder cut coming out in 4x3, Mr. Black? Are you excited on your projector to see it in all of its glory? I, I really don't give a fuck about this cut, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not, I'm not pumped. Um, at the end of the day, uh, it's Justice League. You know, yay. I don't care if it's four by three or fucking some other. I, I mean, four by three, 21 by nine is like the, what you'd see 90% of the time in like a theater. I highly doubt that he's going to release that at four by three. It might be an option like to watch it. Yeah. You'll have an option to to pick your resolution, but I don't think he's going to release it like that. 
<laughs> you know what? I hope he does. I want this to be as big of a dumpster fire as humanly possible. I want this to just be the most extravagant fireball into a pit of shit than anyone's ever seen. I think I think people are gonna goo goo and gaga over this. I think people are going to say it's the single greatest thing DC's ever put out. Um, and there's not a high know, bar though. Like if you're no, if you're just saying it's DC, not that high of a bar. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I see coming. <laughs> what is it? What do we have? A, we do we have a date for this? What? Uh, I don't know. I, there is. I just forget what it is. Yeah. There's a date. I think it's, is it HBO Max or whatever it's coming out on or HBO? Okay. All right. Uh, oh yeah. So then the only other thing I had here this week was uh, Disney released its first Cruella trailer, which is the, the origin story of Cruella DeVille of, uh, 100 Dalmatians or 101 Dalmatians, I should say. Um, and, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, got it. Um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Uh, you know what? She looks the part, but it was kind of a. It, it's not that it looked bad either. Like the trailer, you know, it looked like it was well done. It just weirds me out that Disney's doing their weird, like their 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 whole humanizing their villains thing for like mm-hmm. the one villain that is probably the hardest to to humanize, and that's the one that literally skins puppies for <laughs> for a living. Like how are you? How are you supposed to humanize that? They've got like some girl power shit in this trailer where she's like, "I am woman, hear me roar." And oh, by the way, I'm a skin some puppies because when they're adult dogs, the fur is too coarse and we can't make clothes out of it anymore. <laughs> Look, what are they fucking doing? The other thing that kind of caught me off guard was how much it struck me like a Joker meets Harley Quinn kind of fucking movie. It looked yeah. like Joker, but they yeah. just put Cruella Deville. In yep. instead, yeah, it's it's gonna be whatever. It ain't for me. <laughs> it ain't for me. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, I mean, I, I like Emma Stone, but I don't know if I want to. If I want to watch whatever that is, we'll find. I'm, uh, well, I'll watch it when it's free because you know they're gonna put it out on Disney Plus for like thirty fucking dollars or some shit. Uh, and and I will wait to uh to to see that uh, uh that at all i actually haven't seen 101 dalmatians probably since i was like 10 fucking years old it's not one of the disney movies that even when i was in summer camps miraculously i saw like every other fucking disney movie ever made but 100 i even we even saw like the um like some of the obscure shit but we never watched 101 dalmatians i haven't seen it in ages um so yeah i don't know either way there you go that's all uh, I got. I got Anything tra- else happen? I got a trailer for the Mortal Kombat. I haven't watched. Oh it yet, shit! So. Yes, that's right. I watched that earlier, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it here. Let me get the. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's just the starting screen will be up there for a moment, ladies and gents. Let me get that. Uh, let me get that up. Can you post that in Discord for me? Uh, so I can click yep. on it. Uh, click on that. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that I just watched this. I haven't mm. seen it yet, so I thought I'd be watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get through this this ad for Jeep. Is are there really people out there non ironically or, or like uh, yeah non ironically buying Jeeps at this point? What are you doing with yourself? Stop it! All right, there we go. I get that, and that should. I think I have it for that setup. I do. Great. Okay. Uh, all right. And in three, two, 
one, go. First learned about this seven years ago on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, mm. we could go through our unit in seconds. Was oh, that Jax? The target had super. It is now. That's <laughs> how he lost his arm. Or origin story of Jax losing his arms. It has the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. <laughs> Not a birthmark, Cole. That's, that's such a bad lie. <laughs> it's a birthmark. What is it? He was born with it. <laughs> I'm trying to listen, motherfucker. A great tournament. Sorry. Of champions. That dragon marking. I think it's an invitation. I love this guy. To fight for something known. The last samurai. Hmm. As Mortal Kombat. These are your champions. I'm Sonya. That's Kano. I'm Liu Kang. Name's Jax. Kong Lao. Kong Lao. The fate of Earth is in our hands. No matter how many of my people you put in the ground, we will not fail. Kill them. Give me that. Give me all of that. Kano wins. <laughs> you fucking beauty. <laughs> Give me all of that, man. What the fuck? That was Question, that looked way better than it needed to look. That, that was awesome. Yeah, it has. It has. I'm sorry. That's awesome. That's was, that's like. I mean, that's just the right amount of camp, the right around the the right amount of action and and badassery and just like. They got the tone perfect. I'm off this. This looks fire, man. I'm sold on this. You know what I'm I feel? You this. know what I feel like right now? I feel like I feel like when you were just talking about how if you went to go see episode eight in theaters and you were not, you know, you weren't all that happy about it, but you were sitting in a theater full of people cheering for it, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, it's not all that bad. You know what? It's not all that bad. Dude, and then we we'll wake is, up tomorrow. This... <laughs> this is good. All right, now, okay, I will say this: it's better than I thought it was going to be. For sure. Bro, special the special effects look like hot garbage, but that's okay. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the best trailer I've seen in 2021. <laughs> well, that's not this very might, many. Well, I, th this, this is the only movie besides Skyfall yes. or, or uh, fucking uh, not Skyfall, uh, the, the No Time to Die. No Time to Die, yeah, yeah. That I'm actually looking forward to seeing. This shit is fire. I, I'm I'm definitely excited to watch it. It is definitely the right amount of camp for sure. You need to have a certain amount of camp with Mortal Kombat because if you take Mortal Kombat too seriously, 
Yeah, how do you get a better... How do you make a better Mortal Kombat trailer than this? All right, so two things. One, you get the original theme and not the, like, the the slowed down, like, whatever. It's 2021, man. I don't don't fucking care if it's 3021. You get the original-ass Mortal Kombat theme and that shit. And then, unfortunately, the guy that did the Scorpion uh, get over here needs to work on it. Just a little bit. Just needs a little... Oh my God, Adam, you're, you're, man, you're 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 high it's on some cocaine, bro. You're 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 high you're high on you're high on the sauce, bro. Somebody somebody has has answered our prayers and actually made <laughs> I a wasn't praying on that piece of content. Uh, this di- I I actually cannot visualize a better trailer with really. They have some good people in this movie. Like, yeah, they I do. They have some legit people in it for sure. Like straight fucking fire. This this actually this this is I I don't I don't I I'm actually ecstatic with how good this thing looks. Yeah, <laughs> the special effects. Yeah, there's some parts there. It's fucking obviously it's not you know it, it ain't the best, but it's Mortal Kombat. I mean, this ain't fucking you know in, Interstellar. You know. So is there Mortal was there anyone character wise in there that wasn't there that you would have hoped to see in in Mortal Kombat? Well, I mean, it was just a trailer. I yeah. mean, I got I got pretty much every. I got a I got a Raiden shot. I got a Scorpion shot. I got a Sub Zero shot. I got a I got a, a a Shiva shot or whatever her name is. I got a I got a Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Kano was in there, and he's got like a fucking Australian accent. Of course. I mean, this was awesome. The Jacks getting his getting the Sub Zero like freezing out his arms and busting them shits, and then the next shot you see he's got his mechanical arms and shit. Come on, man! No, that's fine. That, that's good. I mean, nobody should be sleeping on this. <laughs> Look at the likes. Johnny Cage is probably Johnny Johnny Cage is like the one character that I was surprised wasn't in the trailer. Like it doesn't mean that he's not in the movie, but I was surprised to not see a Johnny Cage in the trailer. Um. But like, because uh, and the only reason I say it is because damn near anyone else was in the, was in the trailer. Uh, it did look like Melina, yeah, uh, in in there as well. So all the Melina fans can can fucking I don't know jerk off to her or whatever they want to do. Um, but either way, uh, I, I I'm I'm gonna watch it. I still think it looks like a fun movie to watch, uh, for sure. But you know, I there it's. I think because I wasn't sitting around going, man, I need a new Mortal Kombat movie. Then when I see it, I I, I want to hear the original soundtrack and I want to hear, you know, Scorpion, you know, Scorpions. Dude, fucking Sub Zero cuts Buddy's fucking blood and his blood goes up in the air he and then he freezes it. the blood and turns it into a knife and stabs him. Come on. Like, well, well, to be fair, they've got a lot of good source material to work with because some of the fucking like uh, attacks and ki- and and like finishers in the recent in Mortal Kombat like, they games. Got, yeah, they got them. They got some in here. This shit is fire. Bro. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, for sure. Some of that, for sure. I was just the, the people that they got for it was actually were you know kind of surprised me. Um, <laughs> Kano wins. He got his like fucking heart. Got his there. heart in his hand. Beauty. Yeah. yeah, dude, come on! This is this shit's fire. I did Kano. Th- that Kano, I do think I'm gonna like more than the original Kano. The original Kano, I wasn't a big fan of in the in the the OG movies. That Kano looked like he was a little bit more to get, you know, get behind. Um. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Shit and looks, no, shit no animatronic 
Goro. What a shame. We're not going to get animatronic Goro nuts. We're going to get CGI Goro nuts instead. Oh, I'm sure the final fight is going to be super cheesy and like awful uh, um, CGI and stuff. But at the same time, like I wouldn't have it any other way. You can't you cannot. It's got to be cheese. You cannot have a super serious, super like fucking two constructed Mortal Kombat. I just I I I I don't want I don't want a realistic gritty Mortal Kombat. I no. just want I want what we had in the 90s. Yeah. But in 2021 just better. And that's what this looks like, which is what I want. I mean, even even the old uh Mortal Kombat Annihilation ha- still has some pretty amazing scenes in it. Like at how shitty the movie is, like how poorly <laughs> made it is. It has yeah. some really like m- like rememberable, uh, memorable and and awesome scenes and now with the way technology is and 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 cgi and and the all the stuff you can do like they can they can literally make the video game a movie so do we hope that this does well enough that it gets another one i mean listen i'm not gonna get too far i'm not gonna get too (laughs) far ahead here i'm not asking for a trilogy of mortal Kombat, (laughs) but seeing this if they do it right and it's and it's done it's done well and they've got a story that they can continue i wouldn't i wouldn't complain but i mean hey if it ends up being bad here's the thing if it ends up being bad it's still probably going to be awesome Mm. because you're still going to have like really cool stuff you're you're, when you're doing a mortal Kombat movie you're allowed to have a a, you know a pretty high ratio of bad and still have it be okay yeah it's it's going on hbo max in theaters and hbo at no extra cost so like once again it's a movie you can watch at home you don't have to go here see we don't get HBO Max. We gotta, we I gotta mean, go fucking I get a little NordVPN access. You know what I'm saying? We can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? We can make it happen. So you know, I, I will, I will definitely be watching uh, this movie at home, and I'm gonna enjoy it. And it's gonna be awesome. I already can tell. I don't even want to see another trailer. That's it. That's all I need. In my I feel life. like if you see any more, you're gonna see too much of it. Well, we are gonna see more. They're 100 gonna put up yeah. more. This was the Red Band trailer. They're probably gonna come out with two more trailers. Mm. I don't even want to see anymore. Listen, they hit a home run here. It's got a hundred thousand likes. It's already got millions of views. The shit is um it's probably trending on Twitter. Do we know who's and, playing Raiden? Because we don't really see Raiden beyond I just don't know. I didn't even I heard that this thing was happening, but I didn't pay too much because you always hear like every other month I hear about some sort of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. This, that, and I didn't really think it was gonna happen, happen, but looks like it's happened. And it don't look bad. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got. <laughs> All right, well, that means it's time to move on to tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV, ladies and gentlemen, $10 or more each and every month gets you a little something, something, including the ability to ask us some questions in which we answer as many as we can during the time that we have. Uh, And given the fact that we are only an hour and 26 minutes in, we got a little bit more time than last week to answer a couple of questions because we had to cut her short last week for time constraints. So let's see what we got here. Mark Furry, asking a very important question, Mr. Black. Yeah. Which end do you peel your banana from? Uh, the, wh- where the, the top is, like the, um, like where stem? The, the stem, yeah. Me too. I know that that's like, apparently backwards, but I, I can't, I can't, I, 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 I I don't. I don't even understand how you open it from the 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 bottom end. I I don't even understand how that works. I. You don't. It's from the top side. Uh, 
Oh, Jorbach asks, uh, this is from his last week that, uh, that, uh, didn't get in. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done to keep warm in a pinch? Meaning if you just you had to keep warm, you didn't have many options and you were just come up with something. Like outside? Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever actually been in a situation where I had to come up with like some sort of MacGyvered thing of keeping warm. I did have, I did have somewhere I had to keep cool. There was a summer I was at a wedding and it was in August and it was in the woods next to a lake and there was no wind, zero. And it was 30 degrees outside. And I was in a full suit and I was dying. And so in between, like at the, uh, when, uh, but they also was one of those weddings that went on for like the fucking entire day. It's like they had the, they had the, um, the ceremony. Then there was like two and a half hours where the bride and groom went off to take pictures with like the family and stuff. And everyone else was just left on the property, you know, to do whatever the fuck for like two and a half hours. Everyone was just dying of heat. And so they were passing around water like crazy I said, fuck this, we got in the car, and I literally took everything off, I was down to my boxers, boxers, undershirt, air conditioning, drove around for like two hours aimlessly in the car to try and stop myself from dying of heat stroke, got back, suited back up, got back in for like the reception or whatever, uh, at that point, thankfully, the temperature had dropped, but never ended up in a situation where like, I had to, uh, try and get warm, because normally in the wintertime, you're just wearing layers, and that's, you're, you're good. Unless you're some crazy bastard camping in the middle of the woods. Yeah, I I, I can't think of a single thing. I mean, the I don't know, man. Like I haven't cut open cold, a tauntaun like, and climbed inside of it, for example. Yeah, no, I haven't done any extreme measures to to stay warm. You know, I'll either turn up the heat or, you know, <laughs> you know, that's that's about as far. It might might be like moving around a lot. You know, like <laughs> trying to get the body temperature up, like sweat a little bit. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Danjum asks, There's a jingle for movies and TV and tech support, but why isn't there one for gaming news? Uh, cause it's at the head of the show, I guess we just yeah. never ended up- We just never ended up having to have one, because it's the first it. thing that happens. That's it. Um... Yeah. Although I know, I, I know, like, uh, I can hear Giant Bomb's jingle for gaming news in my head right now. Uh, maybe we're gonna have to come up with a fucking jingle. I can hear Giant Bomb's is like, -na 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 -na. it's like an actual music, though. Jeff does all of our sounds because he's the, uh, oh, it's the lag TV thing, but, uh, otherwise, yeah. Uh, Loose Caboose asks, what animal is the official lag TV mascot? Oh, fucking, ha! <laughs> it was already answered in here. We don't even have to answer it. It's got six upvotes from Danjum. Said easily. It's or easy. It's Techno Goose. There you go. It's got to be. It's either the goose or the giraffe. I got to go with the goose. It's good Techno Goose. I mean, my God. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. You know what we're gonna do, real quick? Hold on. I'm gonna send you something. I'm gonna send you something. We're gonna have a a little mini, a little mini react, real quick here. Hold on. What are you sending me? <laughs> uh, 
we're gonna have a little mini we're gonna have a little mini react on this bad boy. Somebody resurrected this in like November of 2018. The original post on YouTube got taken down. Um, there, there were two, uh, two music tracks that were done by people, two prominent ones. One was Techno Goose, and then there's this one, which is the Hit Me Up With That remix. Hit me up with that noise, noise, Yes, noise. uh, which is like a, a combination of all sorts of sounds from Light TV mashed into a song. I hadn't heard it in, in ages. Somebody linked it the other day on my stream. Let's give it a little listen. All right, three. All right. Two, one, go. Mr. Maximus Black. Yep. You want to do me a favor? Yep. Hit me over the door. 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 Hit me over the <laughs> These are still my favorite ones. Oh, this is the, the Farouche. I'm not fast. I'm always gonna make some magical I'm Oh, here we go. HD TVs. Oh, shit. This part's dope. He really like, puts in a break beat for this part. It's fucking fire. He went through like all the different sounds and made like, it. The OG ones, yeah, like all the sorts of them. <laughs> this one's even better. The cock ring. the cock ring. Some of these with no context so sour, not are fucking Fancy hilarious. Hey, we're almost at iPhone 17. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. 
That's actually fucked up because I said that as like just a ridiculous number. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, that was close. Absolutely beautiful, Adam. Absolutely you know, that last one, that last, with like the fucking, I had the rock band drumsticks. Yeah, I remember it. And the the beat that I'm playing there is the beat that you play for the song called Maps. And I, I can't even remember like the lyrics to the song, I just remember that that's what the fucking rhythm was. But yeah. There you go. Uh, you know, somebody said that to me, and then it, when I listened to it, I hadn't heard it in ages, but you sometimes used it years ago when we did like tournaments and shit we'd play that in between mm. breaks and whatever oh, yeah, along with techno yeah. with techno goose and shit and it made me realize how many i mean I, like i always remember that we, we've done like 1200 starcraft like casts as a minimum and we had sounds for every single starcraft cast so just the sheer number of sounds like come up with and then sounds done by you is over 1200 which is nutty it's a lot of freaking sounds and then after yeah. that video i went and immediately had to watch uh you trying to uh pronounce uh archimedes which mm. is a glorious, glorious. Uh, video I'll as well fuck that up again in my life i'll tell you that. <laughs> i'll know how to say archimedes forever now forever <laughs> Oh, you know what I said when we watched you on the stream? I was like, you know what's the most impressive thing about this whole thing? Is how many variations you managed to come up with that weren't the right one. Like, I, if you asked me to come up with, like, hey, Adam, come up with as many variations of how to pronounce this word as possible, I'd get to about three, and then I'd tap out. I wouldn't have any more. You had, like, 24 various yeah. <laughs> versions of Archimedes, and none of them were Archimedes. It was nutty. This is fucking yep. amazing. Archimedes yeah. was my yeah, favorite. Archimedes. <laughs> Archimedes. Like, oh, you dumb fuck. There's he sounds no like, no, I say he's not Mexican, you fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> then I just started adding in uh, consonants and stuff, and they're just random, like, R's and shit. And you're like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's funny. Anyway, fire. There you go. A little random lag TV history for you. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I think we might have answered this in the past, but Danish asks, uh, what's the worst smell you've ever smelled? He said, my dog decided to say hello. Uh, the, uh, wait, wait. I don't even know what the fuck he says here. He says, decide to say hello to the local fart squirrel last night. I, I don't even know what the fuck that is. His dog farted, obviously. Uh, and we've been paying the price ever since. Damn, that's a long-winded fart. Uh, sometimes dogs, when they fart, it is, that's, that can be some heinous, some heinous sense. I don't know if Thor has ever, like, gone on a fart yeah, spree. Yeah, but not, not to the point where it's, like, lingered for a day. <laughs> Man, that's some nasty shit. Um, nastiest to smell. 
Man, honestly, man, I, I probably... Oh, oh, say hello to the local fart squirrel. I think he means skunk. Oh, so the, oh. he got skunk on him. Ah, uh, okay. that makes way more sense. I this, um I yeah. I mean I would say probably I I've 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 farted and it's 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 been <laughs> god awful you know <laughs> like it's been really really bad I've got two no three very distinct smells uh two of them at least you will know for sure one Diz's basement <laughs> 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 I I don't even know how to describe this scent to people, but T Diz's basement had the most distinct scent. It was like str- like strong smoke, cigarette smoke, mixed with wet dog that would have been in the room for like ten years, plus dog shit. Um. Uh, some fire because he lit the carpet on fire a couple of times. An untold amount of various, like, pops and chip dusts that all got ground into the carpet down there. Uh, and, and like, sweat. The, 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 the smell was, like, if you, if you decide, like, if Diz said we're gonna go over and, like, chill... You, on one hand, you were happy because you were like, oh, fire, we're going to get, like, they're going to have, like, 16 liters of fucking pop to drink. There's going to be, like, all these bags of chips. You know, his mom's going to order, like, four pizzas. We're going to watch movies. Fire. And then you realize that the commitment that needed to be done in order to accomplish that meant that you had to basically get lung cancer for the entire time that you were in that house. And not just from the cigarette smoke, but, like, just the, the general scent of that basement. Well, now I can still like I if I think about it, I can recreate it in my mind. So that's definitely one of them, without question. Um, another one, and this is unfortunately for Jeff, is there was one day specifically that I can. It's in my mind. Jeff came over, and um, we were. This is when we were teenagers, probably like thirteen, fourteen. Jeff came over to the house. And he took his shoes off up upstairs on the landing. <laughs> and he came downstairs. And I'm not sure how many days consecutively this these socks were on his feet, but they were like there were there were tube socks and like there were about three inches of extra sock hanging off the front of his foot. That's <laughs> probably wearing one of my dad's socks. And and the shit was like there were different colors happening on this sock, and there were holes in them and shit. And the the smell like Jeff I I don't know do you I don't think you have this problem anymore but when when Jeff was younger his feet smelled fucking you know it wasn't it wasn't horrible like, it wasn't my feet it was my shoes so when you have your <laughs> shoes on and your and your your feet are in your shoes all day when you take your shoes off your socks are basically oh you know. It was, yeah. pu- but it was the one day I can, just the one, like, cause it was always kind of whatever, but for whatever reason, that one specific day, it was the summertime, so that probably didn't help. And I can just remember, like, <laughs> we're sitting here and we think they'd the smell like waft down the stairs into the basement room and you mm. just felt so strong. It was, uh, it was potent. Uh, and then the last one, but probably the worst of all is a rotten potato. I don't think there's a worse smell in the world than a, mm. a, a rotten potato. 
Uh, and if there is, then, uh, fuck me right up. Uh, but yeah, those are like three very distinct, very distinct smells. And uh, there was a time when I, in my, the first house when I moved out and, um, you know, you buy bags of potatoes and sometimes even if they're all good, one of them just decides to die in the first 24 hours and you don't notice it until you're at the bottom of the fucking bag. Mm. That happened, and it had, like started to liquefy, so like the moisture had gotten out of it. And when you pick pick the plastic bag up, you know the holes that they put in the in the bag, the liquid like dropped out of the bottom of this potato bag, and it went all over the floor and splashed into the cupboard, like the base of the cupboard on the floor. Mm. And I swear to God, I spent hours trying to bleach the fuck out of everything. I couldn't, and it was and it was just in my nose, but it, like I couldn't get rid of the smell for a week. I had the windows open nonstop. Worst smell I've ever smelled is a rotten potato. Uh, Carpenter K asks, when you created Lag TV, were you planning on streaming and video games becoming a career? Was it just intended as a side hustle or, or kind of a fun thing? So those are like two different, they're kind of two different things. So when we started Lag TV, it was just kind of a thing. You know, the, the story we told a million times, Jeff came over to my house Walked into the into the into the room. I was sitting in this very room that I'm in right now, and he said, "I got a I got a fucking idea." I said, "What? We're doing a YouTube channel." I said, "Okay," and that was it. I was at the time he walked in. I was working on my blog on Gamespot called the where I did a series on glitches in games called Life's a Glitch, and we sat there and I said, "Why don't we call it Life's a Glitch TV? Lag TV? Boom, done. Lag TV started." Starcraft took off, you know the rest. That was it. Um, so that was never, like, we never sat down and said, we're going to do YouTube because we're going to make money. At the time, I don't even think we realized we could make that much, like, any real appreciable money on YouTube. Because YouTube was only in the very early stages of people actually even monetizing content uh, mm-hmm. to any appreciable degree. So, um... And then when it comes to streaming, streaming didn't even really exist when we started YouTube. Like, it was there, but it was only a handful of people. It was Justin TV. It, it was Justin TV. Really a lot of it was, it like, was just live streams on Justin TV. And then. Yeah. And that, and I, when I say a few. Yeah. It was there like was five people. Like five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think like the first stream I ever watched. Um, it was either it was either soda popping. Might have been a soda popping World of Warcraft stream. Might have been the first stream I've ever seen. And then, like, not too long, I was like, "Oh wow, I could do my StarCraft on here." Mm. And then that was the rest is history. And it was funny because when we started streaming on Justin TV, it was really only a few months before they split off to Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was that was just whatever. And when we started streaming. It was just kind of a thing, like Jeff said, he did StarCraft, I just did whatever the fuck. My computer could barely stream anything to begin with. Um, streaming tools back then were nightmare fuel. <laughs> Fucking streaming was legitimately a, a, an event. If you could get everything to work, yeah, it was a miracle. Uh, so it wasn't really, it wasn't, like, the streaming part wasn't really something that I thought that would, I certainly wouldn't have thought back then that it would be the thing that took over YouTube for us as primary income. I think back then I always thought it would have been like a secondary thing. Yeah. Uh, but that was because we were having so much success for that three year run that there was like, in my mind, I couldn't imagine like live streaming being the bigger uh, piece of income. <laughs> yeah, it's way and, bigger. <laughs> and now here we are and it's uh, way fucking bigger. 
Who would have thought that a community that that was actually well like like conditioned for being okay with monetization being the thing that makes you more money? Whereas YouTube, it's like everything is free, and the moment you put anything that's monetized on it, you're fucked. It's better now than it was. There yeah. was like that like three or four year period on YouTube where we tanked all when StarCraft went down, we went down, everything went down, where we couldn't re- I remember the the probably the worst or the best example of this. What was the name of that um one of our one of our sponsors we had and it was like um we had a it was not even three full seconds at the beginning of the video. Oh raid call. Raid call. That was it. Raid call wasn't even three full seconds. Yeah, it, was, it was like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was it, <laughs> yeah. and it was at the very beginning. Like yeah. you didn't even have time. Like if you if you saw it and you managed to get your mouse in time to the fucking like the bar to move it forward to skip the ad, you were lightning speed. Like it was so fast, and people still lost their shit over it. Like YouTube did not want monetization, so. Uh, yeah, it's not forbid you're a content creator trying to fucking pay their bills while you sit there and you watch all this free content that we're putting out on a daily basis. God forbid. <laughs> Holy shit. Like how how incredibly like. Uh, anyway, don't yeah, make, don't was, even want to rant about it because that, that was that was that was nutty. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was it was absolutely nutty, and it was okay because you could weather it with ads for like in the early days because ad blocking wasn't as big of a deal, and the payouts were better back then, uh, like the ad fill rates were better at the time, so it was like you could you could get over it. But like then it got to a point with all the ad apocalypse shit here in the last like four years, where now if you're not external monetizing, and that's why people have gotten used to it, we've had like almost like. You know, four years and or five years in content generation is two is like two generations. So we've mm. had people now used to that kind of monetization. Yeah, that, that I would say that was probably it. It was never really. I don't think in either of our minds to be the takeover as primary income, but it became it. Uh in light of recent events, what's I'm guessing like in terms of the weather events that you know they're getting in Texas and and and, and other places right now. Uh, and recently, what's your most uh, memorable storm story? He said, White Wan remains my most memorable. Six feet deep of drift out the front door. Yeah, I mean, White Wan is probably mine, too. Same thing. Between Wan and White Wan. Uh, like, the, the two Wans. Oh, yeah, I would go with the, the, the White Wan. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, just, just, I remember leaving my house and, like, obviously you couldn't drive anywhere. So like I remember walking up to the store or to Tim Hortons cuz I didn't live far from there. Mm. And as I'm walking up the street like at the time the sidewalks weren't plowed or anything cuz it was just like a <laughs> fucking mess. So we walk up the street and the piles of snow were so high that I couldn't even see over like I couldn't see I'm walking up the street and it felt like there was walls around yeah. me on the street. Like it was almost dark. And that was like, one day worth of snow. That was the craziest yeah. part about that snowfall. You know, we've had times in the, like four years ago where we had winters where the snow piles would get so high you couldn't see over them. But it would take like, you know, three or four snowstorms before you got to that. White Wan was just, it just dumped yeah. an enormous amount of snow. Like the, like the actual Wan, which was the uh, like tropical storm was more substantial in in its impact in that it knocked out power for some people for almost a month. But mm-hmm. White Wan was more memorable in that you went to sleep, 
you woke up the next day and there was six or seven feet of snow outside your front door and you were like, what the fuck? And then you had to shovel it. (laughs) Yep. It was horrible. (laughs) That was fucking rough. So probably, yeah, I would say, I would say that's, uh, that's probably it as well. Uh, Volk's follow-up question to this is, which book is coming out first, Adam's book or Jeff's real estate book? Jeff will get a book out, four or five more books before mine gets out. (laughs) Jeff will have an entire anthology, and then he will come out with, like, a a best-of series uh, before, and, like, a platinum release hardcover edition before I get my, my book out. Uh... Lazy Phoenix asks, uh, if you could have any one movie or TV weapon or item, what would it be? That's a good question. There's some fun <laughs> weapons and items in movies and, 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 and games. Weapon or item? I'm, I'm kind of, I immediately had two weapons come to mind. They're both from, they're both from games though. Um, uh, well, three, I guess, but two of them came to mind immediately. This guy, the, you never, you never, you never pick one. Adam's no, because like, always, always going to be multiple. So the first one, I'll give you the first one that came to mind. Doom's double barrel shotgun. Still one of the most satisfying sounds to ever be in a video game is the double barrel shotgun from Doom. the The second one that came to my mind immediately was the Needler from Halo Two. Mm. The third mm-hmm. thing that came to my mind was a lightsaber. Uh, yeah, mine was going to be lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy one. That's a badass weapon. Yeah, it is. That's a badass weapon. You wouldn't know it given the fact that Luke just yeeted it over his shoulder in the beginning of the fucking movie, but... Yep. It is. Um... Eight nine ten asks, "Would you rather go without coffee for a year or without alcohol?" I could actually do both at the same time, and it wouldn't phase me in the least. But if I had to choose coffee, because I don't drink it, um, I mean, I I drink I drink a glass of alcohol every seven to fourteen days. Yeah, oh, I drink and a that's little bit a, more than that. Yeah. I'd say I probably have a drink like. <clears throat> I probably have a drink like twice a week. Um, but we're talking like, you know, some gray goose and cranberry juice or a beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at most it'd be two of those in one night. Yeah, yeah. Um That's a tough one because I really, really Especially do, with your new sleeping schedule, you need yeah, coffee now. I really do enjoy my coffee. Mm. I also really do enjoy a, a beverage at the end of a long work day, especially if I'm watching UFC and stuff, like just having a drink. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, um, no alcohol for a year. It's not like you're saying for life. Um, it's not like I need booze or anything like that. Um, I'm just trying to figure out which one I, I think I'd enjoy more. And I think ultimately coffee is just something that I use much more frequently and um yeah i think my life my life would suffer a little bit without it without alcohol it's like whatever you know who gives a shit but 
the coffee. <laughs> you know, gets a little sketch. It gets sketch, and I just like enjoy. Co- I like enjoy coffee like I like my booze too, right? I just. Mm. It's nice to especially in the winter on. time it's nice to have the warm yeah. the warm drink right but with that being said yeah i'd probably go with coffee but i wouldn't do it for more than a year and then i'd go okay you know what maybe i'll do no coffee this year and then booze because you know you got energy drinks now if you ask me energy drinks or booze i'm getting rid of the booze easily <laughs> like there is no there ain't there is not it's not even a question no hope no hope <laughs> Uh, energy, energy drink or coffee? Oh, I'm get, I'm keeping the energy. I'm getting rid of coffee for <laughs> okay. sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, Will asks: After uh, a new year rolls over, how long do you say or write the old year out of habit? I've actually been pretty good uh, in the last couple of years. This year. Yeah. yeah, I think I um, almost wrote it once by accident. I think some of it too, though, is that I just don't have to write it much you know when you're in school or or whatever or you're in something where you have to be writing the date a lot you probably would make the mistake more frequently yeah because you're in such a habit of writing it i it's not even the writing for me it's me saying it like for the little first Mm. while i was like it's 2020 and i'm like wait no it's 2021 you know what i mean so like yeah for me i for me my i never had a problem saying it it was always writing it it was like muscle memory when you're in school and you're writing the date all the time like for the first probably two weeks it was a struggle bus every time in school trying to like write the the actual new year. Uh <clears throat> Oh god. All right. All right. We got two more here. Xenon asks if you had to choose one film to watch before you die, which would it be? Oh, I've already seen them. I guess it's mean? like which one would you like to see one more time kind of thing. I think is the idea. Like which oh. one do you go back to watch? Oh man. Man, I don't know. I guess it depends on what kind of headspace I'm in at the time that it's happening, right? <laughs> like like maybe I'm feeling nostalgic and I want to watch something nostalgic or maybe I, uh, you know, I just want to laugh one, you know, give me give me one more good laugh kind of deal. Um you know, if that if that's the case, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's so many fucking movies. I mean, one of the first movies that just came to my mind was Shawshank Redemption. Just like was the first movie that came to my mind. The I, I would I would probably end up watching like um, Goodwill Hunting. That's probably mm-hmm. like my the one I would go with if I'm going out on one. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I think that's the one I go out on. Uh, last one. Crap, where'd it go? G Bros asks, uh, which upcoming or newly announced game are you most excited for? Is there anything coming up that you're that you're quasi looking forward to? Um, like res the new Resident Evil. Hmm the the nine foot tall vampire lady. Yeah. Why not? Um. Hmm. Uh, I mean, for me, probably the next Horizon Zero Dawn is the one that I'm I'm kind of most interested in. I really hope they don't fuck that up by like trying to expand too much. That's like the you know if you if you can survive uh, like if you're doing a trilogy if you can survive not trying to do too much in the second 
Then the second one, then the third one's usually got a pretty good chance, but like sometimes in games, the second one just goes fucking ham because they're like, we did so well, let's just add all this extra shit in the second one. Um, so that, and then, uh, there's a long shot hope. Konami just, uh, just announced that they are looking for a third party to do a new Silent Hill game. So there's the distant fucking dream of that being, like, uh, look, look, the good news there is that it's not Konami making it. That's the best part of that news. The fact that Konami is looking for somebody else to make it is phenomenal. So hopefully they end up with a good team. Like, give it to Kojima or some shit. I don't fucking know. Uh, and then I'll, you know, fuck it, Mario Golf. I'm a, little, I'm a little excited for some Mario Golf, you know? There you go. June's gonna hit. As soon as June hits, I feel like the golf itch comes back for me. Uh, I did it last year, too, where I was playing, uh, I was, I was playing the golf club. Uh, and so now I'm gonna have some Mario Golf come June, so I'm, uh, I'm there for it. Uh, so that's what, uh, that's what I'll go with. Give me some more Mario Golf. And ladies and gentlemen, that is another technical alpha. Thank you very much for stopping by and, and, uh, joining us here live. Thank you for listening on the RSS feed, supporting us on Patreon as always. You guys have been holding that number like a fucking rock. Shit yep. is uncanny. Every week, no, li- no lie, I open up my phone to post the Patreon stuff for tech support, and every week I hold my breath to see if that number goes down or up or whatever, and it has been holding like fucking this is some this is some hold this is some ho door hold the door type shit. Mm. You guys have been keeping it going and we uh, we greatly appreciate Diamond Hands. You do diamond and diamond hands. Speaking of which, my crypto is killing it this week. God bless diamond the fucking hands. The, the bull market. Uh but yeah, hold hold on. And until next week, keep holding on, and we'll see you for another Technical Alpha podcast. Thank you very much once again, guys. Stay safe out there, and until next time, peace!